First and foremost, I realized I didn't let you guys know about this week's delayed upload, so I apologize for not letting you all know about the day late video. Next week's podcast will still be uploaded on Wednesday. While I'm apologizing, Santa may have left town, but my sinuses seem to be here to stay. My voice may sound a little nasally or congested, so heads up and uh, whoops, I guess. <laughs> so I don't think I've told you guys this before, but I actually have a list of podcast ideas. Well, technically, several lists. Whenever I think of something or someone around me mentions something interesting, I'll jot it down on whatever happens to be closest. A piece of paper, Google Docs, or memos on my phone. But when I found out that you can flipping keep snails as pets, I could not handle it. To be fair, it was like 1am or maybe later when I found out about this, but that doesn't really matter. What matters is that I, or you guys, could literally just go outside and find a snail, or snails, and then take them inside, and they would be your pets. Instead of adding this to my list like I normally would, I decided to make my next podcast about this very thing. Snail farming, raising, keeping, I don't really know what it's called, only that it's incredibly exciting. I love snails. They're just weirdly cute to me, and that's a lot of why I'm excited. They're dumb little antenna, and they're cute little shells, and they're weird little flesh foot. God, snails are so freaking weird, and I love them. Before the keeping of, let's first talk about the little creatures themselves. My scientific knowledge of snails basically ends at, they can't do salt. So it's time to talk to my good friend Google and see what they have to say. So according to Google, Snails and slugs are both gastropods. Gastropods are some of the animals winning at life because they've adapted to living in freshwater, saltwater, and on land. They can go anywhere, the lucky ducks. Snails. Apparently, it's really rare for gastropods to pass on disease or illness to people, so that's nice to know. Handling them is very unlikely to make us sick. Snails come in a crazy variety of shapes. They can be less than a millimeter and up to eight inches long. That's ridiculous, and just another reason to love snails. Snail shells can also be incredibly diverse. They're all generally based on the spiral shape, but how that spiral expresses itself differs. Some of them look like the common garden snail with a simple swirl and a mostly flat pattern, but others have shells where the swirl peaks and the center is actually a sharp point. I personally find snails to be super cute and fascinating. I also have little to no interest in slugs. Apparently, the only difference between them is the snail shell. I'm more into snails based purely on aesthetic. The neat thing is, some slugs don't have shells, but some do. But their shell isn't on the outside, it's in their body. Talk about a disturbing and cool fact. Having the shell on their body can help them maneuver around a bit better than their more bulky counterparts. The snails. Snails are of vital importance to a lot of animal species. They are a naturally occurring source of calcium, which all animals need in varying amounts, especially those animals who reproduce through eggs, such as birds. Now, this next little tidbit I don't believe has any factual basis, but a few of the sites I saw mentioned the love darts of snails having something to do with Cupid. None of the sources I looked at gave sources for this speculation, but I looked into it anyway. There's a lot of information on the love darts of snails and a lot on Cupid, but there's nothing linking Cupid to snails or vice versa. 
I think people know about Cupid and when they learned about the snail's love dart just made a vague mental connection. After saying the name three times, I think it's time to explain what exactly a snail love dart is. Basically, when snails are doing their hours-long mating dance, they will essentially try to stab each other with this little calcium carbonate dart. The dart is a cocktail of hormones and whatnot that improve the chances of fertilization after mating. I mean, I get it. It's what I do when bringing home gets stale. Introduce hours of dancing, aphrodisiacs, and knives. It just makes sense. Snails are proving to be quite useful in medical fields. Their slime is being used as the basis for a new medical glue, and that slime also triggers an immune response which helps cells regenerate, and may be helpful in creating some kind of healing concoction. I could have said this next fact earlier when I was talking about size and shells, but I wanted to save my favorite for last. There are snails, which are so freaking small that they can fit through the eye of a needle. Like, what the actual heck? Please, just take a moment to appreciate that thread itself can be hard to fit through the eye of the needle, but there are friggin' tiny, slow little snails which can just ooze right on through. I, I just can't, I can barely handle that image. It is just so, just tiny snails. So small, so good. Getting back to the actual subject of keeping snails as pets. It isn't hard, and there aren't a lot of materials needed. The most expensive would be the terrarium, and that's mostly for if you plan on keeping the snails for a long time instead of just a catch and release after a few days kind of situation. The tank or container needs ventilation so the snails can have air, and it'll need a lid which latches down or you'll need to put a weight on the top. Snails can climb almost anything, and their squishy little bodies are deceptively strong. You'll need some dirt down in the bottom. Some snails will dig in and hang out under it. A little hidey space like a flower pot laid on its side, a water source, and some food. Snails need fresh fruits and veggies, and they also need a source of calcium. It's what they use to make their shells, and they can't make eggs or babies with little shells without it either. Moss is also a must because snails have to be kept wet, and moss holds moisture really well. Of course, that's more of a basic bare bones of what you'll need, but it gives a general sense of what a potential snail caretaker will need. Now, to find yourself a snail. Of course, there are pet shops and things like that, but part of the experience is going out and find your own snail. Or at least it is in my opinion. It'll have to be warm outside, so if it's currently winter, you may want to wait or just go buy a snail or three, and if you live somewhere that's always cold slash snails just aren't around again, going to the store is probably for you. I plan on waiting until it gets warmer, and then I'll give you guys an update, someone like April or May, I'll have a snail update podcast that'll let you guys know someone's first-hand experience of snail hunting, gathering. But if you have chosen the outside route, you're going to need bait. If you don't have a garden or something like that, then just leave out some fruit and veggies in a dim, moist part of your yard or close to where you live. Please don't do anything illegal or unethical in your snail search. <laughs> After a couple of days, you should have some little snail friends coming around to munch on your leaves. Depending on the temperature, early morning and later evening are prime snail time. Look under leaves and under rocks. General warning, if it is warm enough for snails, it is probably warm enough for the snakes that eat snails. So proceed with caution. Hopefully, you'll quickly and safely see snail results and then you can pick a few to take home. 
Most snails are hermaphrodites and they can reproduce around one year of age. So if you get more than one snail, you may have to be prepared for snail babies. But if that's not what you want, I wouldn't worry too much because snails, like most animals, have specific needs that have to be met before they reproduce. After you have your snail friends at home and they have everything they need, the most important thing to remember is that snails need to be kept wet. They lose a lot of liquid moving around and making their slime trails, and they're more active and happy in a wetter tank. By wetter tank, I do not mean that you should flood your tank. Get a spray bottle that can mist and every now and again miss the tank. Snails will shut down and retreat into their shells if conditions are too dry. The last thing to keep in mind is that their enclosure will need to be cleaned, especially if you plan on keeping them for longer than a few days. All in all, snails seem like simple animals to take care of who give an aura like a zen garden where you can just watch them for hours and zone out. I freaking love snails and I'm really looking forward to housing a few in the future, but I'm just gonna have to wait for warmer weather. That's all I have for this week's video. And if you enjoyed it, feel free to like, comment, and subscribe. And if you have a video idea or podcast topic, feel free to comment it down below or send an email to knickknackfacts at gmail.com. I can give shout outs or you can remain anonymous, whichever you prefer. Until next time, guys. Peace out.